0: Well, we're doing a series, and we're calling it, I Will Say. I Will Say of the Lord. Is it important what we say? Yes. Jesus said, if we believe and doubt not, we can have what we say. Amen? So a couple of the things we've looked at already. I Will Say of the Lord. He's our keeper. He is our refuge. He is our healer. And last week we talked about that Jesus is our restorer. Amen. Amen. Now this morning I want to talk for a while on I will say of the Lord that he is my righteousness. Amen. <clears throat> so look in your Bibles this morning, if you would, to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Of course we know that 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So Jesus is your wisdom. He is your sanctification. He is your redemption. And he is your righteousness. Now notice this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Most of the church world believes the first part of this verse, but they leave off the second part. The first part of this verse says, "...for he has made him to be sin for us." Well, thank God everyone agrees with that. <coughs> that we might, "...who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him." One person says it like this, "...that Jesus took our sinful condition so that we could receive his righteous condition." Amen. Now, one thing that we need to know for sure... Excuse me, that this righteousness, this gift that we have received is received by faith. So look with me at Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 23. And I want you to go ahead and read this with me right now. Ready, read. But now... Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Now notice with me, it's unto all and it comes upon all those who believe. Any believers in the house today? Now notice the next verse. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god folks it is with the heart that man believes unto righteousness in romans 5 the 17th verse says this for if by one man's offense <clears throat> death reigned by one much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of what And the gift of righteousness will reign in this life through the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I think what's happened too often, we've associated righteousness with good works. And how many know the Bible teaches good works? The Bible teaches right conduct. But did you know that all of our good works and all of our good conduct will never make us righteous? There is a world of difference between self-righteousness and the gift of righteousness. See, self-righteousness boasts in oneself. What I have, what I can do, what I produced. But oh, thank God, this gift of righteousness can only boast in the finished work of Christ. You know, there's a lot of people that have been saved. I mean, good people. They've been saved. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost. They even speak in tongues, dance in church, and can shout with the best of them. But they don't know that they're righteous yet. And so what happens is they get on a treadmill of works. They think that if they pray hard enough, or if they give enough, or if they serve enough, Then they'll be righteous. But how many of you know you can't work for righteousness? It's imparted to your spirit. It is a free gift. And you and I are just as accepted and justified before God, just as if we had never sinned. Ray, go ahead and take this if you would. A little warm up in here today. But don't do anything with the air. (laughs) So here's a a fallacy about righteousness. We thought we've had to, to grow into some high kind of spiritual state in order to be righteous. You know, we can grow in the Lord and we can develop spiritually. But did you know that you can't grow in righteousness? There's a lot of things we can grow in. For example, we ought to be growing in love. Our love should be abounding. You know, whether we're on the same side of the aisle of everyone or not, we should still walk in love. Now, the main reason why we should be walking in love is because love never fails. If you want to be a success in life, then you must walk in the God kind of, Or in the God quality of love. Anybody interested in succeeding in life? We will be failures in our lives if we allow ourselves to get in strife. If we allow ourselves to be finger pointers. If we allow ourselves to look down on people. We will not succeed in life. Not only will we fail in life, but life will be miserable. Folks, the happiest people on earth that I know are those that grow and develop in this agape kind of love that he's placed on the inside. Oh, say it with me. The love of God is shed abroad. in my heart heart. by the Holy Ghost Ghost. so we should be abounding in love now that doesn't mean we agree with every little thing you know Brother Hagin said years ago he said I don't always agree with myself (laughs) how many of you can say that about yourself you know you thought you knew a lot when you were younger then you got older and got a little embarrassed So what do you say we grow in love? Yeah. Can't grow in righteousness. You'll be, you're as righteous now as you will be in heaven. That's right. So we say, well, I've been born again for 50 years, brother. I know I'm more righteous than Ray. He's only been born again a little while. Well, a little longer than that. <laughs> now, longevity of this gift has nothing to do. The person that gets born again right now and incidentally, you that are watching today, if you're not born again, you can receive this free gift of righteousness. Yes, yes, yes. And you will become as righteous as a person that's been in the kingdom for over 50 years. Amen. So we don't grow in righteousness, but we can grow in other things. We can grow in faithfulness. I just heard a groan in the Spirit. Did you know that one of the fruit of the recreated human spirit, it says faith, but it literally is faithfulness. You and I can grow in faithfulness. We can grow in obedience. And the Bible says that a faithful man shall abound with what? well I want to be blessed but I don't want to be faithful forget it say it with me by the grace of God God. I'm growing in God God. and I I am developing spiritually preacher told a story about his grandmother it was her birthday and she grew up very very poor and uh they found her the most beautiful dress that they could find and they bought it for her for her birthday. And when she saw that dress, she said, I can't wear that dress. It's too pretty. It's just too beautiful. I can't wear it. I can't, take, I can't wear it to church. I'm going to put it in my closet and I want to be buried in it. But you know that's the way a lot of Christians are. As soon as you receive Christ, God gives us robes of righteousness. But a lot of Christians look and say, oh no, I couldn't be that. I'm so unworthy. I'll just forget about that. Folks, we are instructed before we get to heaven to put off the old man. And to put on the new man, which is created in righteousness And in true holiness, God paid for you and I to have a clear, pure, white robe of righteousness. And it is an insult to our Heavenly Father to talk about and think about, Oh, I'm just so unworthy. You were unworthy. But by the blood of Jesus Christ, he has made you worthy. Worthy. Amen. He's cleansed you. He's sanctified you. He's filled you. He's seated you at his own very right hand. Say it with me. I will say, say, you you are my righteousness. Come on, let's take about 10 seconds and just lift up our hands and give him praise. Glory. (coughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) Woo, amen. Now, through this gift, everyone say gift, through this gift of righteousness, we then qualify. To reign in life. The Amplified says, reign as what? To reign as kings in life. Now, one facet of you and I reigning in life as kings through this gift of righteousness is we are to reign over condemnation and guilt. Now, throughout the religious world, and Mark and Robin probably have seen this over in Eastern Europe throughout the years. I know it's very prevalent in Rome and in other countries. But throughout the religious world, people struggle with a sin consciousness, a sense of sin and condemnation. For example, in Rome, they have a bronze statue of Peter that literally has the toe worn off by millions of religious people who think that they will get blessed if they kiss Peter's toe. In different nations, people literally crawl for miles on holy days to certain holy places because they think if they can crawl long enough and far enough... Their sins just might be forgiven when they get there. But oh, my brothers and sisters, we don't have to crawl. We don't have to kiss anybody's toe. (laughs) I'm here to announce to you today some good news. And here's the good news of the gospel. That 2,000 years ago, on the cross... God was in Christ reconciling the world under favor with himself not counting up or holding men and women their trespasses against them. Our sins have been canceled. He was made sin with your sinfulness that you might be made righteous with his righteousness. Shout unto God today I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you are you are watching today your past sin is history if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior that's one of the biggest things that I struggled with in my life in getting off of drugs is all the guilt and all the condemnation all the things that I did in the past but here's the good news When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, old things are passed away and all things have become new. Should we feed on the Word just a little bit this morning? Look with me at Romans chapter 8 and notice with me in verse 1. Romans the 8th chapter and the 1st verse. Notice this. There is therefore what now wait a minute let's back up I misquoted it there is therefore when now Now. right now there is therefore now now no condemnation to them which go to church every Sunday now I'm not advocating missing church But to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so too many folks are talking about how unworthy they are. You've been made worthy. You have been made a participant of the glorious inheritance that he has bought and paid for you dad Hagen, our spiritual father and i know the sixes went to rhema as well but dad Hagen, i think a lot of in the 50s had visions he had personal encounters of the lord jesus christ himself and he told this story about a vision that he had with jesus when jesus appeared to him All the glory of God was all about him. So Brother Hagin fell prostrate at Jesus' feet. Don't you think you would too? Some of you might run, I don't know. (laughs) And he put his hands on his feet. And put his face on his hands. Brother Hagin said, Jesus, I'm not worthy to look upon your face. Listen to what Jesus said. And I believe this is what Jesus is saying to many people today. Jesus said, stand up on your feet. Because I have made you worthy. Oh, dear brothers and sisters, don't you know God wants us to stand up? Beyond our feelings. Beyond the sense of inferiority, he wants us to stand up and look at the face of Jesus and know that in Christ Jesus we have been made worthy. Yes. The Bible says we are to awake to righteousness. Oh, when the breque nitica when the body of Christ gets a hold of the revelation of their right standing with God. No more shall their prayers be weak and emaciated, but their prayers shall be powerful. For I would remind you that I've said in my word that the prayers of a righteous person makes tremendous power available and it will be dynamic in its working. For there to be an awakening in this nation, there must first be an awakening in my church, saith the Lord. And one of the greatest awakenings my church can have is the reality of their redemption, the reality of their righteousness, the reality of the authority of the believer. And so, as you rise up, says the Lord, ha ha, the enemy that has come against you one way shall plea before you seven ways. Oh yeah, he's talking proud and he's talking bad and he's strutting his stuff. But yeah for the body of Christ. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm about to put on a show. I'm about to put on a grand performance. I'm about to do the things that you've been praying for for decades. Glory to God. And it's here now and it shall grow greater momentum week by week, month by month and year by year. These are the days for my body to enjoy days of heaven upon the earth. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Come on, lift your hands up. Give glory to God. Give glory to God. Woo, glory to God. My, 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 my. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One man of God, by the Spirit of God, got this, that a new era has begun, and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen or heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness, Come bursting forth and they shall prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow. That's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. And no longer will the enemy have the upper hand. For my spirit is moving And an outpouring of my power is coming upon this land. My triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I planned. So rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it is true. Refuse to be swayed by what's been said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay in my word. It's faithful and true. It's forever settled in heaven. Amen? I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. How many of you say, I believe that? that. (coughs) And I receive that. In the mighty name of Jesus. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we're ruling. We're reigning in life. No more condemnation. No more fear. No more inferiority. But the gift of righteousness has enabled us to come boldly before the throne of grace without a sense of fear without a sense of guilt or inferiority, just as if sin had never, ever existed before. And folks, think about it. If you and I can stand in God's presence without guilt, without inferiority, we can surely stand in the presence of our enemies without fear. One person said of righteousness, I like this definition, that righteousness is living in a state of divine favor or pleasing and being accepted and approved by God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, well, all this is great. All this is wonderful, Pastor Mark. But to be honest with you, I just don't feel very Righteous. Anybody ever felt that way before? (laughs) But did you know it has nothing to do with your feelings? I didn't wake up this morning and feel saved, I'll be honest with you. I started feeling saved after about 10 ounces of coffee. Thank you. I didn't get up this morning and say, oh, I feel so righteous today. I really, honey, I really feel redeemed. I I feel victorious. This, folks, has nothing to do with feelings. In Romans chapter 1, and I believe it's verse 17, it says that the just shall live by what? The just shall live by faith. Of course, Apostle Price has gone on to be with the Lord. And one of the things he'd say at the end of every broadcast, he'd look in that camera and he'd say, for we walk by faith and not by sight. That literally means that's the way we live. And when we're walking by faith, sometimes you'll have feelings. And a lot of times you won't have feelings. And I believe this that in the morning it is a glorious opportunity for you and I to do what the Apostle Paul told young Timothy to do in Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. He literally said to his son Timothy in the faith, and I'm saying this to you, my brothers and my dear sisters, stir up the gift of God. Stir up what's on the inside of you. Don't allow this gift, this redemption, to lie dormant in your heart. But stir yourself up by speaking up. Speaking up. Declaring what my word has said about you. Stir yourselves up by praying up. Don't wait. For some television preacher to stir you up. Don't wait for the latest and greatest word from the Lord to stir you up. No, you stir yourself up. You speak up. You pray up. You word up. You praise up. Put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. And when you do stir yourself up. Glory to God. You'll bypass the realm of emotions. And you'll go into the arena and to the realm of faith. And when you get into the faith zone. Oh yeah. You will have some feelings. For it is the anointing that shall come upon you and turn you into another man and turn you into another woman and change the day that you're about to face. And so shall you go forth with a sense of righteousness, with a sense of peace and with a sense of joy. Look at your neighbor and say, stir yourself up. up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need some more verses. Some of you are just starting to thaw, and I didn't mean that. I'm just forgive me. You know I love you. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right. Look at Second Corinthians chapter five. And notice with me in verse seventeen. Uh, glory to God. This is you, this is me, this is us. Amen? Second Corinthians five 17. Let's go ahead and read this verse together. Ready, read. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now let's read the middle of that verse twice. Old things are passed away. One more time. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Why is that? Because there's a new self. There's a new creation. There's a new self that never existed before. Mark Hankins says this, and I quote, The reason that there's a new self that never existed before is because Jesus in his death Beryl and resurrection did something that had never been done before. Hallelujah. Say me, I am a new creation. And so, I'm encouraging this morning to declare that regularly. Otherwise, the enemy will keep you in a sense of guilt and condemnation and cheat you out of the blessings that God has in store for you. None of us will ever get God's best blessings as long as we live in a sense of condemnation and guilt and unworthiness. You know, many people think they don't deserve anything from God because of their problems, because of their weaknesses, because of something that they did 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago. Now, when the devil comes against my mind and brings me pictures of failure and weakness here's what I do okay devil that's alright I know you have a picture but that picture doesn't exist anymore <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah you were an old sinner yes, you got saved by grace But now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I will say of the Lord, say this with me, I will say of the Lord, you are my righteousness. Now look at Philemon verse 6. Philemon verse 6. Philemon verse 6, why I say verse 6 is only one chapter. Notice this with me it says, that the communication of your faith, in other words, the exercise of your faith, the releasing of your faith, the declaration of your faith, or the confession of your faith, may become effectual. And that word effectual there means divinely energized. So what this is saying, our faith, when it is released carries with it supernatural divine energy now notice by the acknowledging the confessing the declaration of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus now we could ask ourselves this morning could we not what are some of those good things some of those good things that we can say every day Is I'm born of God. I'm a new creation. I am an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I have been redeemed. But I saved one for the last. And I want you to look at 1 John chapter 3. 1 John the third chapter. And that is this. I am a child of God. Go ahead and say this to me. I am, I am a child of God. A child of God. I am, I am a, son God. a son of God. Now remember we said earlier, there is therefore now, no condemnation. Now here's another now. 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 2. It says, Beloved, now... Now are we the sons of God. Yeah, yeah, it is. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not when we get to heaven. Not when we pray hard enough. Not when we grow and become super spiritual. No, thank God right now, you're a child of God. Hallelujah. You are a son of God. Now carry yourself that way. Walk as a child of God. Walk as a son of God. Walk living above the weak and beggarly elements of this age. Walk with your head up. Walk with your eyes on Jesus. Walk with a covenant consciousness. I have a covenant with God when you walk this way this is not walking in arrogance this is walking in the knowledge of God that he's given you and incidentally when we're talking about the knowledge of God we're not talking about head knowledge I mean anyone can chirp and say well I'm a child of God I'm a son of God I'm a son of God I'm a son of God but it all come from here Take time to meditate in the word. Look at the in him and the in Christ scriptures throughout the epistles. Meditate on them. Think about them. Ponder them and speak them. And as you do, there will come a time where this knowledge comes from your head right down into your heart. E.W. Kenyon called head knowledge, sense knowledge. The Greeks call revelation knowledge, epinosis. And epinosis means this, not a natural knowledge, a knowledge that is beyond the mind, but a knowledge that is revealed to your spirit. And when the knowledge that you're a child of God, a son of God, and an heir of God, and a joint heir gets down here, there ain't nothing, man, that can knock you out. You may get knocked down, but thank God you're never knocked out. Because you can't keep a God man down. You can't keep a man or a woman with revelation knowledge down. Hallelujah. And I think that this is really important because I think oftentimes what happens is we become spectators of the Word rather than doers of the Word. We indulge ourselves in the latest and the greatest teachings. We indulge ourselves in great seminars, and we should, and those things are great. But we should not have this kind of attitude. Okay, next. I'm done with this book. Next. I'm done with this seminar. Next, what about taking the time to let it settle? Come on, somebody. Let it settle. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly is the opposite of poorly. We are to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You're getting a rich meal today. And not because of me, but because the Lord's helping us. Come on. We prayed for utterance today. And this utterance is for all of us. Oh, Oh, hallelujah. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein night and day, that thou mayest be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. See, I think one of the reasons why a lot of Christians are not prospering is because they haven't made their way prosperous by doing what is necessary to get to that place. Now, we know that God is the one who prospers us, but there's a cooperation on my part and His part, come on, so that we can prosper. And one way that that occurs is through meditation in the Word. Amen. Through meditation in the Word, this Word will drop from your head to your heart. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah, beloved! Now are you the sons of God? And then look at 1 John chapter four, verse seventeen, and we're fixing to close. I think First John chapter four, in verse seventeen. I'm going to quote Brother Hagin. Did you wear your shouting clothes? Hallelujah. Well, some of you did, some of you didn't. All right. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. It says, Herein our love is made perfect, that we might have what? In other words, that when we see Jesus, we might have boldness. Why? Because... As he is. Mm. Mm. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Not groveling, not unafraid, not unashamed, or not ashamed. But when you see him, you're going to see him, glory to God. We shall see him as he is. That's what 1 John 3, 2 says. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we know that we shall see him as he is. Woo! As he is. So are we in this world right now. He is righteous, is he not? He is accepted and loved of the Father. Well, you and I are just as righteous and just as accepted as He is. That's the way He sees you and you can't do anything about it. He sees you equally as righteous as Jesus is, equally as accepted and equally as loved. And so for our faith then to be effective... We must acknowledge every good thing which is in us, which is in Christ Jesus. Put your hand over your heart and say it together with me. I say of the Lord, Lord, you are my righteousness. I have received this free gift of right standing with the Father. I'm not afraid and I'm not ashamed on this side of glory to come before the throne of grace and when I see you master hallelujah I shall not be ashamed I shall not be afraid because you have made us just like you hallelujah glory to God thank you Lord
1: read to God well when you said the the one thing about him showing us pictures about our past what came up in my heart and I know it's either for somebody in here or someone watching online is you need to push the delete button you know one of the things I like to do at night is set on my little device and look at that email and say yeah That's obsolete. That's old news. Delete, 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 delete. And what does it do? It goes to the trash bin. You get rid of it. You delete it. Well, in the name of Jesus, some of you need to delete those past thoughts and those past failures that the devil tries to hound you with. And when you push the delete button in the realm of... Take the trash out. (laughs) Take the trash out. Put it over there in the trash. And you know what else? When we push that delete button, you know what Jesus does with it? He cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't remember it anymore. Some of you need to do that right now. Push the delete button. And say that was the old me. And even if it happened when you were born again. And you've repented. It's under the blood. Under the blood. Under the precious cleansing. Saving blood. Get rid of it. Don't let it hound you anymore. Pastor says this all the time. Confidence, I mean, uh, condemnation is the confidence killer. You can't walk in your righteousness if you're being hounded by past failures and past mistakes. Does anybody receive that? Is that for anybody in here today? You need to just get before the throne of grace in your prayer time. It doesn't take long and just say, delete Delete, delete in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Of course,
0: one way, sweetheart, that we do that and take out the trash and push the delete button <laughs> yeah. is what Second Corinthians 10 says. Yeah. It says, casting down.
1: Oh, yeah. There you imaginations. go. Imaginations. Amen. Amen. In
0: every high thing. every lie thing every lie that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing into captivity every thought thought. to the obedience of christ and the good news is this he's given us weapons to do that yes he has he's given us the weapons of our warfare yeah the bible says they're not carnal but they're mighty through god yes to the pulling down of strongholds a lot of people thought that strongholds are things that you know need to pull down in the heavenlies and there's a truth in that but the biggest strongholds you'll have are right up here
1: that's right amen
0: and we've been given the ability that's right
1: through the name of jesus through the
0: name of jesus through the word of god yes through revelation knowledge yes amen we overcome come on saints hallelujah we overcome we
1: are overcome by the blood of the lamb blood of the lamb and by the word thank you for the blood of our
0: testimony
1: (laughs) glory to god